This will be our fourth Death Perception podcast, and we are sharing another special time together. It is a commitment to the new age of funerals in this new age of living. Some people say the two inevitables in life are death and taxes. No, no, you can reach a point where you don't pay taxes, but you don't reach a point where you don't get that one death. It is something to think about. It's called death perception, and I'm Joe Casper. Let's talk about your memory bank. Let's talk about what makes you think most. Psychological pain is so very different from physical pain. If you hit your thumb with a hammer doing work and someone after the fact asks, how much did it hurt? You would be inclined to say, it hurt a lot. You are unable to describe the intensity of the pain. It hurt a lot. If you have psychological or emotional pain and someone asks you, even many years later, what did it feel like? You would be able to describe every emotional detail with great detail. It is precisely the same way when you have a death in your family. It's like a brain tattoo. It never goes away. Years later, you can, in effect, describe and relive every emotional detail. It is, in point of fact, another form of death perception. That's why it is so important to make and implement personal and customized funeral arrangements. It doesn't matter what you do or who you do it with. You want closure that gives you emotional peace and comfort. A chapter of your life has just been written, and it's up to you to carry on. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You just must choose wisely. Read the funeral home menu and pick and choose, but choose wisely and keep it personal and special. It is important that you are able to accentuate the positive and have good closure. You don't want to wake up in the middle of the night five years later and say, why didn't I do this or that? What is wrong with me? That was not a good farewell. That was not a good goodbye. That was not a good closure. Too late. You can't do a do-over. That is why you need to make the right funeral arrangements, the ones that are best for you and your family. Not good for someone else, good for you. You must accentuate the positive for the person who passed away. That, in point of fact, is their last call. It could be a simple cremation followed by a celebration of life. That celebration of life can be anything or anywhere. There are no limits, and there are no restrictions. You simply want your personal service funeral. You don't want their number six with a number three followed by a half order or number nine. The cost for a cremation service is minimal. And as for a celebration of life, you can have it anywhere. You could have it at Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, at the ballpark, or a five-star restaurant. If the memorial service was for Aunt Sadie, what would she want to do? And where would she want to go? You can have the celebration of life at home, at the beach, or even at the deceased's favorite bar. You can have it in a church or a memorial service in a funeral home. It is the funeral of the person who died, and there are no limits or restrictions on what you choose to do. It's important that for them, you reach your own individual conclusion and closure. Remember, a life worth living is a life worth remembering. You can place the cremated remains with a new and special tree in the backyard. You can scatter them. You can put some in lockets. You can bury some in a family grave, and you can keep them. You can even make a diamond out of them for about $10,000, or you can have an artist mix the cremains into the paint and paint a canvas portrait of your loved one. You can choose and customize any type of funeral service, and you will fare and feel so much better for it. Here's a classic example. In one instance, my father was having a traditional wake service in the funeral home for a man who basically hung out in a local bar. Not many friends showed up for the viewing, and one of his friends said to my father, 
We should have waked him at Conley's bar. My father said, let's do it. So they packed up the flowers, the casket, and the deceased, and they took him to Conley's. In life, he was there nearly every night. The bar was packed. It was a Saturday night. In they came with the casket and flowers. Needless to say, it was one outstanding open casket wake service for Conley's former loyal and faithful patron. No one there will ever forget giving him that one last toast. In effect, my father did what the man would have wanted, awake in front of his bar seat at Conley's. After all, it was his funeral. You will feel better if you talk about funeral arrangements before you make them, even if it is at the time of need. There is no need to rush unless you feel a need to rush. The one thing you need to do is get the removal done. Only authorize payment for that, and then take some time to make and approve the rest of the arrangements. Circumstance does determine the course of action. A man is sitting in a window seat on an airplane, and suddenly he begins to feel airsick. He checks the compartment in front of him for an ear sickness bag, but there is none. He decides to rush to the bathroom. However, there is a man asleep sitting in the aisle seat. Instead of waking him up, he decides to climb over him and not wake him up. As he is climbing over the man facing him, he gets airsick and makes a mess all over the sleeping man. He then falls back into his window seat, cleans himself off, and begins to read a magazine. About 20 minutes later, the sleeping man wakes up and looks down at the air-sick mess that is all over him. He looks over at the man sitting by the window seat, and the man looks back at him. He puts down his magazine, the one he was reading, and says to the man covered with the messy mess, Feel better? That is another version of feel better. For those who need financial assistance for funeral services, state and federal agencies are tightening the noose. They are making it more difficult to get financial assistance for the deceased. The goal of state and federal agencies is to not pay. To get aid, you have to be persistently persistent. Always remember they are on a government payroll and you are not. You have to get them to notice you. Ask them, what would you do if this were you? They have to see you as a person and not just another needy client on their long list of clearly needy clients. For example, a woman's husband dies and he has no money. He has been in nursing home care. The state wants to know what funds she has. She has enough from her monthly disability check to pay her rent and utilities and maybe enough left to buy some food for the month. Really? They want to deduct that amount from the benefit for which she is applying. Their issue for granting aid is what did she have in the bank on the day her husband died? Really? She didn't win the challenge with the state, but we were able to help her raise the amount she needed for a cremation on GoFundMe and some extra dollars for a celebration of her husband's life. When there is a need, you need to do what needs to be done. There are four ways you pay for a funeral service. One, the deceased has money. Two, the family has money. Three, you are trying to get state or federal aid. And four, you do a fundraising effort online. If you are going to raise money from family and friends, always ask the people you know who won't contribute, because if you don't get a no from them, they will tell you afterwards that if you had asked me, I would have donated. Always eliminate the deadbeats. There are now additional fundraising services like GoFundMe. Here are some of the names. Fundly, F-U-N-D-L-Y. You Caring, two words. Fundraiser, F-U-N-D-R-A-Z-R. And Booster. So the options for raising needed funeral service funds has expanded. It's more death perception options. I always tell people when they're writing a fundraising message or reason for the donation, write it, then print it out, and then read it as if you didn't write it. 
then ask yourself, would I donate to this request? If your answer is maybe, then rewrite the message. Read it again and be absolutely certain before you put it online that people, based on the posted written message, would be willing to donate. Years ago, there was an appliance dealer in Connecticut who ran lots of radio ads. He would say, when someone quotes you $345 for a washer and dryer, forget about it. I charge lots less. Remember, the funeral home provider cannot charge you for anything you didn't agree to. You only pay for the expenses you authorize. Their individual published funeral home price list is your funeral service menu. The Federal Trade Commission law is absolute. They must give you a copy of their price list before you make funeral arrangements. If they tell you you owe something you didn't agree to, then leave. Tell them to forget about it. Then check around and find another funeral service provider. Pay only for the removal fee you are quoted and authorized and move on. Why would you pay more for exactly the same service? Until next time, I'm Joe Casper, and this is Death Perception. Everyone, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this Death Perception podcast, if you could do me a favor and share it with a friend. Please subscribe be the first to receive information on our newly released Death Perception podcast. As my mom always said, life is a present. Choose wisely and wrap it well. I'm Joe Casper.